Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. I want to thank all of my listeners, supporters, and patrons for their patience over these last two months when I have not produced a new episode. Our family endured an unspeakable tragedy about two months ago, and then I've had even more health problems on top of the ones I had back in January. I'm not going to say anything more than that for now, but I do hope that nothing more will happen to keep me from hosting this podcast. Today's episode is number 179 of The Life of Riley, and it is entitled, Babs Gets Blackballed from a Sorority. It originally aired on December 13th, 1947. It's new, it's amazing, it's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Being a parent to a teenage girl like Barbara Riley is a job that requires tact, patience, understanding, and intelligence. And Chester A. Riley is not a man to leave a job undone. In fact, he's constantly reminding his wife to do it. Peg, you've got to do something about bed. Now, if you don't, I will. Well, what's wrong now? What's wrong? Here it is midnight, and she ain't home yet. Oh, Riley, it's only nine o'clock. Okay, so in three hours it'll be midnight. <laughs> that girl's got no business going out without telling us where. No, she did tell. She went over to a friend Bertha's house. Oh. Now relax, dear. Well, how do you know she went to Bertha's house? How do you know she isn't out gallivanting around with some boy? Because I believe Babs when she tells me something. Besides, I walked part way with her, and I saw her going to Bertha's house with my own eyes. Oh. Now, are you satisfied? No. How do we know Bertha isn't a boy? Oh. <laughs> For heaven's sake. Well, you know how they all wear jeans today. How can you tell? You, I mean... Oh, say, Mom. And where have you been at this hour of the night, young man, in those pajamas? Well, well I've been in bed, Pop. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted a drink of water. Uh, a, uh... Now, look, Peg, don't try and change the subject by dragging Junior into the conversation. We're talking about Babs. Oh, Riley, will you stop worrying about Babs? She can take care of herself. She's only 16, and you know what they're like at that age. Boy crazy. Like you were when you first saw me. <laughs> they're modern kids. There's no telling what... And who's this Larry Benson she's raving about? Mother, Daddy, the most wonderful things happened. Congratulate me. I know it. She got married. <laughs> Daddy. Who is he? Tell me his name. I'll have him a nose. Oh. oh, relax, Daddy. I didn't get married. Oh. Oh, well, in that case, congratulations. Honest, Riley. If you'd only stop jumping to conclude... Well, what's all the excitement, Babs? I'm going to get a bid to join the best sorority in school. Isn't it simply dreamy? Why, that's fine, dear. Well, good for you, Babs. I forbid it. Oh, you can't, Daddy. You just can't. I'm sorry, honey. There's too many girls in those sororities. <laughs> and where there's girls, you'll find boys. And you're too young to go around with boys. There's plenty of time for that after you're married. 
now, Riley, let's be sensible. I'm sorry, my head's made up. <laughs> Babs belongs to too many things. She's never home anymore. But this is different, Daddy. The nicest girls in school belong to it. Kay Parr and Joni Brecker and Priscilla Kidd and Helene Bidwell Helene and... Bidwell's old man owns the bank, Pop. Boy, is he loaded. Uh, so what? <laughs> What's so wonderful about being rich? I could be rich, too, if I'd have married money instead of your mother. <laughs> is Bidwell better than me just because I made a mistake 17 years ago? way you feel. But I, 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 I didn't mean that the way it sounded, Peg. There's bad acoustics in here. <laughs> now, please, forget this sorority, beds. I don't want you going around with a bunch of ritzy kids getting fancy ideas. But they're not all ritzy, except for Helene. They're hey, all... look, look at that swell car stopping in front of our house. Boy, it's a Cadillac. A Cadillac in front of our house? Must have run out of gas. <laughs> Now, look, Babs, if it's about that sorority, you ain't joining. We'll discuss it later, Riley. But I... I'll let her in. Now, Daddy, please watch what you say. Uh, junior, Junior, dear, you better get back to bed. Okay, good night. Riley, put on your coat. What for? I'm wearing a shirt. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Helene. Hello, Barbara, darling. I hope you don't mind my dropping in like this. Oh, not at all. Come in. Helene, this is my mother. Oh, how do you do, Helene? How do you do? And this is my father. Daddy, this is Helene Bidwell. How do you do? Pardon my glove. Pardon my bare hand. <laughs> really, Mr. Riley, how droll. Uh, say, that's a nifty Cadillac you got there. We were just admiring it. Oh, that old thing? It's last season. Oh. Barbara, darling, I never realized you had such a charming and attractive mother. Oh, that old thing? That's last season. <laughs> uh, thank you, Helene. Oh, Chester, dear, mm -hmm. there's an important matter I want to discuss with you in the kitchen. But, well, Peg, we just did the dishes. <laughs> Riley! Well, I... Oh! Oh, excuse me, Helene. You mustn't mind Daddy and his little jokes. <laughs> he is rather quaint, isn't he? Well, I'll come right to the point, Barbara. You'd like to get in our sorority, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd be just thrilled, Helene, honest. You've been seeing a lot of Larry Benson lately, haven't you? Well, yes, but what's that got to do just with... Just this. You keep away from Larry Benson or I'll blackball you. Why, Helene, you're kidding. Oh, am I? Just watch me. Why, that's the rottenest trick I ever heard of. Oh, fair in love and war, darling. Don't you darling me, you grip. I'll date Larry Benson all I want, and I don't care if you do blackball me. Now, you get out of here, you... Oh, my, we have a temper, haven't we? Well, think it over, darling. I'm sure you'll see my point. Oh, Oh, I'd like to take her and... Is she going, bed? Now, listen. If she's an example of the type of girl they got in that sorority, then I absolutely forbid you to join. You hear me? I absolutely... Well, what are you crying about? But, Babsy, dear, what's wrong? You don't have to worry about my joining the sorority. Good. That Helene's going to blackball me. She won't let me in. What? <laughs> they can't do that to my little girl. I'm getting you in that sorority if it's the last thing I do. Oh, 
Babsy, why is she blackballing you? Because she wants... Because she's mean, that's why. She's just mean. I knew she was mean the minute I laid eyes on her, putting on her ears. Some lingo she talks. Riley, Mr. Really. How drool. Oh, now, now, Babsy, dear, it isn't worth crying about. Sure, cheer up, honey. I'll get you into that sorority. When I say I'll do something, I'll do it. I ain't one of those windbags who blow hot one minute and cold the next. I blow just one way. Nervous, that little Bidwell brat. If you ask me, Junior, I think... Junior, stop pacing up and down. Stand still. Well, I am standing still. You're the one who's pacing. Oh. So upset, I don't know what you're doing. That Helene sure a mean little crow. That's what happens to some kids when they got a rich father. They get spoiled. Son, I promise you I'm going to do everything in my power not to get rich for your sake. Well, thanks, Pop, but don't overdo it. I bet her father don't even know what kind of a kid he's got. Somebody ought to tell him. Why don't I tell him? Yeah, where's my hat? Oh, Pop, I'm... you're not going to see Mr. Bidwell. Yes, sir, I'm going to face him with my face. Oh, Pop. Pop, you can't do that. Oh, can't I? I'll tell him a thing or two. Look here, Mr. Farrington K. Bidwell, I'll say. I'm one of the biggest depositors in your bank, and... Pop, you're not a big depositor. Look here, Bidwell, I'll say... I may only be a small depositor in your bank, but if you think... Pop, you haven't even got an account there. Look here, Bidwell, I'll say. I'm through getting blotters from your bank. <laughs> Unless you listen to what I have to say, you're going to ruin the day we ever met, I'll Farrington? Yes, my dear, yes. Farrington. Huh? Farrington Bidwell. Will you put down that paper and listen to me? You haven't heard one word I've said. I've heard all those words, my dear. You've been using them over and over for years. I'll thank you to dispense with sarcasm. I've been trying to tell you about Helene. Who? Helene. Your daughter. Oh, yes, yes, Helene. Yes, well... What's she done now? She's madly in love again. Yes, I see. But this time it's serious. She's talking about marrying this, this person. What? Again? Last month she wanted to elope with that phony poet. Who is it this time? Well, I haven't met him. But it's some creature by the name of Larry Swanson or Brandon or some such name. A nobody. Confound it, Lucille. Why can't that girl pay attention to her schoolwork instead of... Oh, that's the front door. See who it is. Edwards. Edwards. Where's that butler? He's up in his room with a gout. Oh, that butler. He'd stop eating all my caviar. Perhaps he wouldn't have gout every time the confounded door is. Yes? <clears throat> is this the residence of Mr. Farrington K. Bidwell? Yes. Whom do you wish to see? I want to see Mr. Farrington K. Bidwell. Whom are you? <laughs> I am Farrington K. Bidwell. Oh. Well, listen, Mac. 
I'll come right to the point. I want to talk to you about your daughter. All right, don't... What have you got to do with Helene? Plenty. She was over at my house yesterday. And what? Yeah, she met my whole family, and they feel just the way I do about Why, her. This is preposterous. Who is he? Yeah, wait here. I'll be with you in a moment. Yeah, but I want... I'm coming, my dear. Lucille, he's here. Who? This, this nobody you were talking about. The one Helene wants to marry. Oh! <laughs> oh, dear. I knew something like this would happen. What's he like? It was bad enough with that crazy poet and that disc jockey. But this time she's gone too far. He's old enough to be her father. Oh, good heavens. You must get rid of him. Don't worry, I will. What are you going to do? What I did with the others, I'll pay him off. Look here, Mr. Bidwell, I ain't got all night. Now, if you want to do the right thing about your daughter, all you need Just to... Just a minute. Now, there's no use discussing this any further. You are to forget that you ever met my daughter. Oh, so that's your attitude. Well, let me tell you something. I can't forget her. Well, you're going to. I've got something in my pocket that'll make you change your tune. Wait, don't shoot! Thank you! <laughs> oh, a wallet. Now, how much do you want to forget this whole affair? Oh, you can't bribe me. There ain't enough money in this world to Every make... man has his price. Here, you take no, this. No, you stop putting that money in my pocket. I don't want that. Now get out of here. Stop pushing me. You, you stay away from here. I'll have you arrested. I'll wait. Oh, don't. Go. The nerve of that guy. Forcing money on me that I didn't ask for and then throwing me out because I refused to take it. Some banker. I need to finish with him. He... Helene. Well, it isn't Mr. Riley. Aren't you in the wrong neighborhood? I want to talk to you, Helene. Why won't you let my badge in your sorority? I don't care to discuss it. Come on now. What's the reason? You... Could it be that you don't want anyone in there who's prettier and got more personality than you? Is that it? Why, you... All right. You must know. You see, the girls in our sorority come from the best families in town. So what? What's wrong with Babs's family? Well, really, I've got nothing against Barbara's mother. She's a charming woman, extremely attractive and intelligent. Keep talking. And Junior is a sweet boy, good-looking and quite bright. Well, then what are you beefing about? The only other one in my family is... <laughs> What a revolting development this is. We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Say, Ken, the whole country's cheering for Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. Naturally, Prell's remarkable for two reasons. First, Prell brings out the natural highlights of your hair. Because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Second, Prell leaves hair radiantly clean, free of unsightly dandruff. Yes, Prell removes embarrassing dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. In case after case, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two Prell shampoos a week. And that handy Prell tube's something to cheer about, too. Easy to use, no waste or spill. A little makes mountains of lather. No wonder everyone's cheering for... P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Pearl Shampoo Buy Pearl Shampoo And 
now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Junior, where's your sister? In her room. Oh, how'd you make out with Mr. Bidwell? I was never so insulted in all my life. He actually had the nerve to try and bribe me, so I'd shut up. No kidding. Yeah, but I ain't the kind of a man you can bribe. Not Chester A. Riley. I'm honest. Why, everybody calls me Riley the Square. But, but I Pop. told him what he could do with his filthy money. I threw it right back in his face. Well, but, Pop, what's that in your breast pocket? Well, this uh, must be a piece of lettuce from lunch. It's money. He must have stuck this bill in my pocket. I wouldn't take his money for all the money in the world. Trying to bribe me. And with a measly $10 bill yet. I'm sending it right back to him. Well, that's not a 10 that's a hundred dollar bill. I don't care if it's a... Uh, a hundred? Junior, you think maybe we ought to keep this as a souvenir? <laughs> well, you, you just... No, it. no, I'm sending it back. You take it right over to his house. Okay. Wait, I'll write him a nasty note, too, and you can tell him from me that there's lots more important things than money. It's character that counts, and you can tell him the kind of character your father is. Who is it? It's me, Babsy. Can I talk to you a minute? If you want to. Oh, now, baby, I don't like to see you like this, sitting here and brooding. I can't help it, Daddy. The sorority's meeting tonight. Oh. Who cares about them? Come on, let, let, let's you and me go, go to the movies. It, it'll take your mind off sororities. There's a swell picture, The Sweetheart of Sigma Chi. That little cat, Helene. I'd like to slap her face. Good for you, and I'll take a poke at her old man. You don't know the real reason she's blackballing me. Well, yes, I do. She, she told me. She did? Yeah. Can you imagine such nerve? Telling me if I want to be in a sorority, I have to give him up? Oh, no, you wouldn't do that. Oh, of course not. What do you take me for? He's so sweet. I know. And so handsome. Who are you talking about? Oh, Larry Benson. What's he got to do with it? I'm talking about me. I'm the reason she won't let you in. You? Yeah. Why, it's because of Larry. Elaine wants me to stop seeing him. Oh, uh, no, no, you've got it all wrong. It's on account of me, because I'm a nobody, a failure, and I've got no charm. But that's crazy, Dad. No, it ain't. Elaine was right. I'm nothing, believe me. Oh, stop talking like that. You're a wonderful father. No, no, I'm no good, and I can prove it. What did I ever accomplish besides getting born? Junior wants a bicycle. I can't afford it, so he has to sell papers and run errands. I made a slave out of my son. Oh, don't. Can't afford a maid, so on Sundays you stay home and help your mother clean the house, scrubbing and ironing. I made a dredge out of my daughter. But I don't mind. Oh, Ben. Yeah, ask your mother. She'll tell you. Peg, tell her I'm no good. Tell her the kind of a failure I am. Now, what kind of talk is this? You're not a failure. You're a wonderful husband and father. 
And I'd rather be married to you than anybody else in the world. You see, Babs, I even made a liar out of my wife. <laughs> What a mess. What good am I? I'm no good to Babs. I'm no good to Junior. I'm no good to anybody. I'm just so much dead weight. That's good enough for me. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, how are you, Digger? Ah, there's good news tonight. <laughs> I've just bought a brand new business vehicle, a Studebaker. Oh, yeah, I, I, I like them. Lots of glass. The people in the back can see where they're going. Can they? <laughs> mm. But it's just the kind of car I need in my business. A tight clutch, a fast pickup. Someday I'll give you a ride in it. You won't even know you're moving. <laughs> I got big trouble, Digger, about my daughter. Ah, yes. Teenage children can be a problem. Yesterday, a gang of hoodlums pilfered a sign from a department store and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was incensed. Well, why? What did the sign say? Christmas is coming. Try our convenient layaway plan. <laughs> yeah, but it's more serious with bed. She was supposed to join a sorority. And Helene Bidwell blackballed her. Well, yeah, how did you know? In my business, I have to know what's what and who's where. <laughs> poor Babs, she's all broken up. Oh, the poor child. I remember how eager I was to join the leading fraternity at dear old Undertaker's prep. <laughs> did they try to keep you out? Yes, there was considerable mudslinging. But finally they accepted me. Here's my flat pin with our motto in Latin. Accendentum quor non in presentia. Well, what does that mean? Eventually. Why not now? <laughs> Digger, the sorority is meeting tonight, but I'm afraid it's too late to do anything for bad. But at least you can have some satisfaction. Go to this meeting. Tell those little pipsqueaks off. You're right, Digger. It's at Bidwell's house. I'll tell him off, too. Nobody's going to throw dirt in my face. If anybody tries that, you come to me. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Oh, can it wait? Father, my sorority's meeting in the library. They can wait, Helene. I just got this note from a Mr. Riley. I made a stupid mistake this afternoon. Almost cost me $100, but uh, never mind that. Is it true you're blackballing his daughter because her father is just a riveter? Oh. Well, that's what I told him. So it is true. Just who do you think you are? You know what your grandfather was? On your mother's side, I mean. <laughs> Why, he was nothing but a phony old... Daddy. And what about me? Twenty years ago, I was a garbage collector in Pasadena. <laughs> That's how I met your mother. Daddy, it's just an excuse. 
I'm sorry I did it. It was mean. Well, I'm glad you realize that, Helene. I'm very glad. Now, it's never too late to do the right thing. All right, Father. I'll vote for Babs. Good girl. Girls, I've changed my mind. I want Babs to join. Oh, that's good, Helene. I'm so glad. Edwards! Edwards, the door! Edwards! Sorry, sir, my gout, you know! <laughs> Confound that butler, I'll have to get him a butler. Oh, Mr. Riley. Where's the meeting? Mr. Riley, I made a terrible mistake. How can I ever pay you back? Again with the bribes. Where are those girls? In the library. Don't kid me. They didn't go to no library. They're in this house. I can hear them. In there. Mr. Riley. I got something to say to them. So, here you are, you little hoity-toities. Oh, good evening, Mr. Riley. Now you listen to me, you kids. You ought to be ashamed treating my beds the way you are. But, Mr. Riley... Let me finish. I ain't an active member of this sorority. <laughs> but I got something to say. You ought to remember you're born in America. And America's a democracy where everybody's equal. And you know what that means. Every person is as good as the next one, if not better. <laughs> Mr. Riley, if you let if me... If you'd pay attention in school, you'd know this democracy wasn't handed to us on no platter. We had a fight for it. In 1776, we fought in the revolution. And the blood of those Minutemen still stains the ground at Gettysburg. <laughs> You heard of Gettysburg, didn't you? Where John Paul Jones said, remember the Alamo? I didn't make that up. That's history. Mr. Riley, if you'll just You listen. think your sorority is so important. Well, it ain't. I wouldn't care if all you snooty little bobby soxers. And that includes you, Pidwell. If y'all got down on your hands and knees and begged Bed to join, I wouldn't let her. But, Mr. Riley, we want Babs to join. We just voted her in. On behalf of my daughter and myself, I want to say we're proud to be members of this sorority. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. Letters from everywhere praise New Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Miss Norma J. Cosgrove of Lynn, Massachusetts writes, In using Prell, I find it leaves hair so soft and smooth and with such a lustrous shine. And that rich soapy lather really does go after unsightly dandruff. Friends, one trial and you'll agree. Prell's remarkable for two reasons. One, Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Two, Prell leaves hair shining with radiance. You'll sing about... P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. I'm in the sorority. How'd you do? Oh, it was a cinch. I just gave those girls a little lecture on democracy. Oh, that stuff. Yeah. I... Now, Junior, I don't like to hear you talk that way. Democracy ain't stuff. All righty. Yeah, in a minute, Peg. You see, son, democracy means everybody's got equal rights. Now, now you take this house. You're my equal and I'm your equal. 
Babs and me is equal. Babs is your equal and you're her equal. Your mother is my equal and I'm her equal. Riley, if you don't come out here and help me hang the laundry, I'm coming in there and drag you out. <clears throat> like I was saying, Junior, nearly everybody is equal. I'm coming, something. <laughs> Procter and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Ship, with music by Lou Kozlov. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Oh, she wants a prima donna. With always a man in tow She washed all hiding on her With wonderful ivory snow Ah, wonderful ivory snow A regular beauty bath for blouses, lingerie, and sheer nylons And your hands will tell you why Ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer Prove it, this week wash dishes with ivory snow When you see how it pampers your hands You'll know it's extra kind to fine fabrics there's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Makes suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why. Ivory Snow's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and lovely lingerie and blouses. Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. I want to thank Austin for his email, which says, Hello, sir. I hope you're okay. I know you were having some health issues. I just hope they haven't bested you. Thank you for all the laughs. Sincerely, a fan. Well, they have not bested me yet, and I certainly hope that life itself, and not to mention just health problems, won't best me. But thank you for listening and writing, Austin. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for another episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Bickersons. Until next time, in the words of David Allen, you can do anything, but not everything.